Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? So welcome back to the show. And I'm so excited about, this is our second episode with Coffee Chat with Tara and Julie, which is our, what do you call it? Collaboration, I guess, or Mm -hmm. our fun, yeah, I don't have the words for it, (laughs) but (laughs) welcome, welcome back. And you have Tara and I here with you today talking to you about all things summits. Yeah, I feel like this is the perfect time for this too, because we are both hosting summits this month in April. Mm-hmm. So, And as this episode is airing, your summit is actually happening right now. So we'll talk about it at the end. Cool. Should we talk about it at the beginning? Yeah, let's talk about it at the beginning and then we'll finish with my summit. Okay, sure. So yeah, right now the third annual Introvertpreneur Virtual Summit is open for enrollment. Like this, this summit is geared towards introverted service providers, coaches, course creators, or really anyone who doesn't enjoy maybe the more extroverted social media marketing (laughs) methods and, and want to build a business that feels sustainable and fun for them. So we have over 40 experts talking about everything from sales funnels, selling on autopilot mindset issues, because they're always big for all entrepreneurs, but especially us introverts. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a really fun and amazing event. And it's definitely, I think for the introvert audience and me as the host, it's very introvert friendly. This year, we're not doing any live sessions. It's all completely, you watch at your own pace each day, you choose what you want to watch and dig into. And then we also, of course, have the Facebook group for you to connect and engage with other introverted business owners and the speakers. I love it. Even as an extrovert, it's an amazing summit because whatever you produce is always top notch. So I encourage everybody to sign up for the Introvertpreneur Summit. You have to sign up for it. It's free and it's awesome. So, well, that leads us to our conversation and I'm excited to talk about summits because this is my second summit and I cannot wait to start my third summit. (laughs) I really, really enjoyed creating my first summit and I couldn't wait to create the second. And I'm guessing as an introvert, it's the same for you because you've hosted like this is your third one now and I know you've done other events. So yeah, I've done um, eight, eight events, eight summits. Wow. <laughs> you, I know you even did a live event, mm. which was amazing. And so like kudos to you. But so here's the thing. You, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. You can have success hosting a summit, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that about summits is that they're so, that there's so many ways to make them work. So Mm -hmm. if you are more introverted or you are more extroverted, you can create the schedule and the content and 
the engagement around how you work best and what's mm-hmm. going to work best for your audience. I love I love that they're so customizable. Like every summit I see is is slightly different and mm-hmm. they're very similar in terms of like the format, what you can expect, but there's always something new and different. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it is that you can put your own touch on it, right? When you're preparing, creating and and all the stuff. So for the listeners, and I, I know like summits and bundles have been going around like a lot right now. And so I know that most people probably know what a summit is, but maybe we can just go over quickly. What is a summit? Just so in case there's listeners that are not really clear, because I may be some new people. Like, I mean, the first time I heard summit, right? Like I didn't know quite what a summit was. Yeah, I know. Even when I'm when I have been searching for domains using GoDaddy auctions, it's like you search mm-hmm. for the word summit in a domain and it fills up the list with summits that include the name Peak, Mountain, and all these other words. <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand what I'm searching for. Um, yeah, so in, in my mind, I think that of summits is like curated online events where you can connect with like-minded people for a short period of time. And I, I think the online aspect as a whole is just super incredible for introverts, we can like connect without having to go to in-person events, which I'm I'm trying to do more of this year in-person events, but sometimes we just want to sit in in our pajamas, (laughs) sit in our pajamas and, and connect with experts. Yeah. I mean, like I love being home in my pajamas, but there's that extra something special about connecting in person, right? But I definitely love where this has brought us today because we can reach an audience that is international. And that is so cool, right? Because you build relationships with all of these new entrepreneurs, whether you're participating in a summit, hosting a summit, or even just attending a summit, right? Like you can create that bond with people from all over the world. You can't do that at a networking event. Like, yes, okay, maybe there are some people that are coming from all over the world, but you know, well, not only does it cost me, but it also costs you time. And, you know, especially if you have to travel to a different city to do it and all the things, right? Like, whereas participating in an online summit, it's virtual, you do it on your own timeline, there's no schedule, and you show up dressed, you don't even have to show your face. Yeah, and I I, I love that. I think summits are so amazing for for hosts, for speakers, and mm-hmm. for attendees. So that's why I, I love them so much. It's like a win-win-win. <laughs> it is, especially like, I think like your listeners and my listeners, I think a majority of them are moms and wives and, you know, busy. We're busy with like mommering, <laughs> mommying. You know, we just have busy lives now. And mm-hmm. so it's great that you're able to tune in whenever you have those pockets of time in your schedule and or you can listen to an episode while, you know, maybe your child is napping or maybe you have to do dishes or maybe you have to run a grocery store or whatever, whatever that thing is that you're doing, going for a walk and you can bring the, the you can bring the with you, you know? Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about it is that how <laughs> how easy they are to attend, like. I, I sign up for every summit. I think that comes across my inbox if it's even a little interesting because <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people who just loves learning and and I love seeing how people curate these events, like all the people you can learn from in one room. Like you wouldn't be able to even at a in person conference like attend forty sessions in in a two or three day conference. It's not possible. 
they're usually not that long either. Like usually an event, mm-hmm. a live event is like, you know, I've been to a few where they were two days and you can only have so many speakers in that period of time, right? Like you can only mm-hmm. have whatever, two, three in the morning, two, three in the afternoon. And then by then you're tired, like you want to go home or do whatever, right? So, and you're, you have to plan around it, right? Like you have to, you, if you need childcare or if you need a, you know, a ride or whatever, whatever the case might be. So, so doing the virtual summit, definitely, definitely really cool. Why do we want to create why do we want not create but create host host a summit? Why do we want to host a summit, Tara? Yeah, I I'd love your thoughts around like why did you decide to host your first one? Because it yours was amazing. I I think for your first one, I was like blown away. So I'd love <laughs> to hear your your thoughts around that first because my first one was several years ago. So I have to think back to <laughs> you have to think back. Okay, so while you think, I'll talk. <laughs> so so the thing is is that. I knew what my problem was. So my problem, my issue was growing my email list. I was selling my things, selling my program and selling my templates to the same audience over and over and over again. And I've tried, but not succeeded very well at growing my list organically. Like I, I suck at it. So, so I'm like, how can I grow my list. I know what my problem is. What can I do to grow my list to like, like exponentially, like what can I do? Right. So that I have new people into my world. And then, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, well, that's kind of what happened. So I knew what my problem was. And I was, I joined a summit, like I saw this summit and I joined it and I listened to, I think two or three episodes of the whole summit. And then the one person I listened to is a lead generation expert, and I booked a call with her, and I hired her to help me host my first summit. And so that's what happened. And I didn't even budge. I was like, yes, I want to fix my problem. I'm in. Let's do it. I planned my summit within just shy of three months. I don't recommend that, especially not if you're doing it. And we'll talk about this, but there are different ways that you can create, like not create, but there's different ways that you can have it laid out, if you will. And I interviewed every speaker. And so that's how I did mine. And so I had 40 speakers and I, so I had to do 40 interviews in the span of like three, four weeks. That is not advisable. (laughs) 40 mm-hmm. hours of interviews for me would just like, I would be burnout for months after. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do, you kind of do other things like in your business that makes you like superwoman. I try. Yeah. I know. I know that that's not my strong suit. So I have to show up yeah. in other ways. But you've been successful at your summits too, and and you did it your way, which is super cool. So so the way I hosted my summit and put it together was then that all every interview were pre-recorded with the speaker, and it was interview style. Some speakers had slides, but they were still we still did it together, and so that's how I did mine. Tara, you want to share how you put yours together? Yeah. So mine has always been more of a hands-off approach because I am an (laughs) introvert. I do not, and I do interviews for my podcast. So I was like, already I'm like burnout with interviews. Mm -hmm. So for my summits, actually for all of them, it's always been pre-recorded presentations that the speaker does and then submits. We download it, we process it, and then the attendees can just watch them all 
at their leisure during the Mm -hmm. three or five day summit event. Like you mentioned at the beginning, I did do one in December that was entirely live, which I wanted to do it just to say I've done it, but I knew it was going to be exhausting, but I also that was it totally with... outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> I was like, "You're doing what, Tara?" But it was amazing. It was amazing, and also FYI, you have it now, right? Like we can mm-hmm. purchase the summit in entirety. And it was amazing. Like it was funnel fest. Everything about funnels, and so let's include the the link for that in the show notes. It's available, right? Like all the time. Yes. Like now, finally, okay. finally turned it evergreen because I was like, "This yes. this content is too good to not." Yes promote because I know with it, like I think, yeah, we did it the first week of December. So mm-hmm. people were coming off of like Black Friday and all the promotions and like overwhelmed. So it probably mm-hmm. wasn't the good time for people to show up live for four days. But yeah, the content, I mean, it just flowed so mm-hmm. well. I mean, the people that did attend live got so much out of it. And mm-hmm. I got so much good feedback from the speakers. And I think the one that stood out to me was one of the speakers who also attended the entire four days, sent me an email after it was over and was like, you know, I know sometimes there's there's some speakers that end up doing a presentation that's maybe a little bit fluffy or is just a pitch. And mm-hmm. this event was so amazing and raw. She's like, I've, I've been in marketing for 15 years and I learn new things at this Amazing. Like that was so that's that's where I knew I was like, okay, yeah, I I need to turn this evergreen because and it was a lot of energy on my part too. Like it was very energy draining. So I'm like, I can't Well, you know what? You did such a good job at putting it together and you had co-hosts. I co-hosted a day. I would co-host with you any other day at any other event you want, you need a co-host, I'm there. It was it was just such a great experience also for me as a co-host. Like you did such a wonderful job putting it together. So kudos to you. So let's yeah, put that in the show notes. That's a, that's a good tip there for anyone who is an introvert and wants to do like live panels or an entirely live event. You can start like your first one, maybe just doing live panels. But if you're worried or anxious about it, have a co-host. Offer to have somebody join you that you know that you're comfortable with that can help you like mm-hmm. maneuver that panel. And, and so it's not all on you where you're like, Letting people into the Zoom room, trying to manage the questions, manage mm-hmm. the speakers, making sure everyone gets their chance to answer questions and share their thoughts. So having a co-host, definitely best decision mm-hmm. I made. <laughs> and so much fun. It's so much more mm-hmm. fun because then you're having that like it's like a, a broadcast at a hockey game or like a football mm-hmm. game, you know, like it's not just one person talking by themselves, usually two or three, you know hosts like talking Mm -hmm. to you about what's going on what's happening and that's kind of what it was it was so cool yeah especially during the the having it entirely live I was like Mm -hmm. when there's a gap where one speaker is done and then we're waiting for the next speaker's Mm -hmm. time to start it's like if it's just me it would be so I feel that's the most awkward point for me doing live Mm -hmm. things it's like that gap where I'm like what do I fill this time with? How do I? <laughs> so having a co-host, it was super fun and, and kept yeah. more casual. No, honestly, it was amazing. And that's, I guess that's another way you can host a summit, right? Like we, you called it an event, but it was a summit, but it was live mm-hmm. instead of pre-recorded, right? Yeah. So I guess, how do we decide if we want to, if we want to host a summit or not? I think you've got to go with your gut and your intuition. Like I'm really the kind of person that, you know what? The universe sent me this idea 
I'm going to run with it. Now, do I always do this? Not always. Sometimes I park it, you know, but that time I listened and I was like, okay, you're sending me this idea. You sent me the person to help me. I'm in. And so that's how I decided. I just live. I'm a generator and I'm a sacral generator. And like my gut and my intuition are my go-to whenever I need to make a decision. And I did not need, I usually don't need time to think about it. I was like, I'm in, sign me up. So, so that's why, because I knew that this would help fix the problem in my business of growing my audience. And my first summit, I mean, there obviously didn't all stay on my list, but almost 1900 people registered for my first summit. So, I mean, that's alone, that alone is a good reason to host a summit, right? Yeah, that's amazing for your first Mm -hmm. summit. And, and I think when it comes to summits, one thing I've, I've really learned now is like, even no matter how well your first one does additional summits because we don't want to just do it once we want to do mm-hmm. it multiple times maybe it's like a tattoo just, you get one yeah. and then you get addicted <laughs> yeah like maybe it's just once a year maybe it, then you grow it to two times per year whatever but we want to do more of them instead of just one time because especially if you the, have fun yeah because the yeah. first one is going to be the hardest it's going to be the hardest because you have to create everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. The second one is going to be so much easier because you're going to refine your systems and know what, like you're going to fix some maybe mistakes that you made in the first one. So it's always going to be a learning lesson. Like I'm still, mm-hmm. there's little things that I'm still like, okay, you know, the seventh event, like we did this, it didn't really work. So let's think about other ways that we can do something similar that maybe will work better. Like, But in terms of creating like the affiliate stuff, the speaker stuff, like the swipe copy, the graphics, like all of that, you can reuse that and Mm -hmm. just tweak that. and repeat. Mm -hmm. Yes. Make it so much easier on the second or third or fourth. Mm -hmm. However, so you're hosting it the first time and it's a lot of work, right, Tara? Like we're not going to lie. It's a lot of work. And it can be, you know, if you don't manage your time properly, it can be very stressful. Like I had some very stressful a couple of weeks where I was getting headaches and heartburn because I was so, you know, I had to create all this copy and these website pages and finish interviews. And I was very overwhelmed. And, you know, that's why I say don't host a summit in under three months. I actually recommend like I started for this one. I started inviting speakers in December. Like I'm so ahead and I think I could even be more ahead. Like, Mm -hmm. I think like six months, it's not unrealistic to plan a summit, right, Tara? Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that my first one, I, first of all, I signed up for Summit in a Box with Krista Miller because I knew Mm -hmm. that I wanted some, like, I didn't want to do this all on my own. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, this is going to be a big project. I, I need to like make it as easy as possible. So I signed up for Summit in a Box and then I planned it out my first one where I had, I think it was six months for the first one. So I had lots of time. Like I even mm-hmm. found that it was too much time. I was a yeah. bored because. Well, I think, I, I think especially for you when, because your, your people send you pre-recorded trainings. So mm-hmm. you eliminate that time, right? Like me, I have to tack on 40 hours of interviews. Yeah. Right. That I'm doing face to face. Yeah, that, so, that so, makes a huge difference. So so if you're thinking you're going to host a summit, consider those those two things. Right. Like, are you going to or if you're doing it live? So that can, you know, affect your decision on time frame. 
Yeah, that makes sense because I know for the first one, when I had the six months, it was like, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, there's nothing else I can do until speakers submit their presentation. <laughs> so it's kind it's of like, like a was, wedding, like yeah, in the middle, there's nothing to do. But I Tara, had like you a know month what? where I was just sitting there like, okay, yeah. I want to continue like working on this, but I can't until I'm like, I, I know that they're confirmed. Mm-hmm. They've submitted their presentations. So I know, and there's there's resources out there. You mentioned some in a, in a box, and when it was time for me to write my copy, I was like, oh, there's got to be an easier way. And so I Googled, and I found Summit in a Box's promotional material toolkit, whatever. Whatever it was called, I forget now, but it was like such an amazing resource. It had the swipe copy. It had the promo graphics. And it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed because I hired someone to help me, right? So I had like a, a summit mentor, I call her. She was amazing. Like we had one-on-one calls every week and she guided me and helped me through the whole process. And so it was incredible experience. And now that I've done, I've gone through it. And like you were saying, we can re- rinse and repeat. Now I'm just finessing everything, right? And so it's really, really cool. But let's talk about piecing together like what does it look like on a time frame of what goes into putting a summit together because it's a big task yeah I know for me I'm I'm big on planning like I, <laughs> I I like to have each step like very small steps mapped out or I'm gonna forget to do something so I, I think for me I, I look at it as like phase one is like the planning stage this is also where you're going to be like pitching speakers or you're going to have an application form and you're going to just decide on who the speakers are going to be. Mm -hmm. The next step is like the content creation, the marketing, like getting all that set up so that it's in place. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like step three is actually implementing it. Like Mm -hmm. summit is is now production. Yeah. It's now open for people to sign up. Mm -hmm. You have everything in place. Now you're just going to implement everything you've planned in the previous mm-hmm. phase but and so yeah and before of course before we did all that we came up with a topic right we came up with a topic and a tagline and that's all you really need a bit of a brief description on what you you know where you're going with your summit and then you can start inviting people and that's so much fun because then you know you see you see who applies and who wants to help you put this event together because it's a collaboration really mm-hmm And it's so cool that you get to meet all of these amazing new people and get to know people who you never knew before. Like that's, that's the best part, right? Mm -hmm. I I love that part of it because it's, I I feel like it's kind of similar in the way of having our own podcast. It's like Uh when you bring a guest on and interview them, it's like, I feel like I know you because we've kind of been in the same orbit. Maybe we're friends on Facebook or something, but we've never actually connected face to face Mm -hmm. and it just kind of solidifies those those relationships and mm-hmm. future collaborations too. Mm-hmm. Before we were recording this, I had an interview, a guest interview for the podcast with an amazing woman. And I had I didn't even know about her until last week. We met at a, a like a sort of like a smallish networking thing that I was part of. And she was like, she messaged me and she's like, can I be a guest on your podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And so I only met her last week and we already <laughs> connected yesterday or today. And it was so awesome. Like you, this is my favorite part about, you know, creating and, and these relationships when you're hosting an event like a summit or mm-hmm. a live event or a conference, whatever it is, you know? I love that. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people tend to focus too. Like I think one big 
driver of a summit and it's not, it shouldn't be the main thing, but summits do make you money too. These are oh, great yeah. Let's events. talk about the money. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's dig into the about money. The money. <laughs> Cause it is like we get compensated, you know, I mean, nobody can really, my God, I'm like, I lost with some words today. <laughs> it's a Monday nobody, when we're recording this. Fix, right. Nobody can, you can't predict how many people are going to sign up for your summit. No matter the list size of your speakers, you cannot predict how many tickets you're going to sell. But I think that there's an opportunity for us to learn from each event moving forward and how to make it better and easier for people to purchase that VIP ticket. So in hosting our summits, for myself, I had the option of having a VIP pass level A, if you want it. I call it gold. And that includes lifetime access to the recordings, the interviews, a workbook, and there was a third thing. What is it now? Wow, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> it's the afternoon when we're recording this. Can you tell? <laughs> and then, and then I'll, I'll think of it now. But then my VIP, my rose gold VIP, which is $97, includes everything in the kitchen sink. Like it includes the lifetime access. It includes a private podcast feed. It includes, you know, the workbook. And then it includes also all of the speakers or most of them include these amazing, amazing like mini trainings and such things that usually values between five and 10 thousand dollars and so you have access to that as well so that is the kind of money that you can make and people are generous like the speakers are generous with their content and their offers that they want to contribute in order to help boost sales for your summit so that it can kind of compensate for your time of hosting this event and well also like let's be honest we want to make a bit of a profit we don't always right like sometimes you do sometimes you don't it's just that thing you can't really estimate or predict right what are your thoughts on that yeah i think that's a that's a good point like i know the december event was so amazing but with the timing mm-hmm. hey, co-hosts i i don't think i made very much money <laughs> but <laughs> That event was so amazing. I got, I had several people who attended live, like fell in love with that event. Like these were the ones that stayed on the entire time, every Mm -hmm. single day that signed up for my high ticket program. If I was just to look at the event sales, I mean, sometimes, yeah, you do make a good profit, but sometimes not. But then it's looking at the big picture, like Mm -hmm. looking at your event, even not just as revenue, but also as a lead generation tool, like Exactly. People that signed up for your event, do they go on to purchase something else? But I mean, let's, we we do want to be compensated for our time. So (laughs) yes, it is a big endeavor. And you know what, like, I think also after the fact, like after you've hosted your first summit or event or whatever, like, it's so rewarding, right? Like you might choose to never do it again, because it was so out of your wheelhouse, and it's not in alignment. And that's okay, too. But you should be proud of yourself anyway, because you did it or you're going to do it, right? But I was like, coming off of a high after the summit, I was like, this is not fun. I'm like, super sad now, because I'm like, it's done. And I don't want it to be done. (laughs) I'm like, I could have kept on going for days. But it was like, I was high the whole time. And then it was done. It was over. And I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I even found a meme. It was this little girl sitting on a sidewalk. And it was like, the day after your summit's over or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yes, definitely like we can make money and then also you can have sponsors. So if you have sponsors, sponsorships available for your event and then you get the sponsors, that's also a source of revenue going into your summit. But you, like you said it, right? Like you don't know what these people are going to, first of all, a majority of them are going to stay on your email list and fall in love with you and then potentially move on to purchasing from you some of your, your other offers and your low ticket offers, your bigger ticket offers or coaching with you, whatever that might be. Right. But they get to know you at the event and then they choose to like stay in your world or not. And that's okay too, because they might not be your ideal buyer anyway. At the end of the day, it's kind of hard to measure because you don't know that summit could bring in whatever, like, you know, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars after and then you have expenses, right? We all have summit expenses. But then maybe two of those clients are gonna be your ten thousand dollar clients. So mm-hmm. really how much did the summit bring in, right? And it's super cool too, because your list grows and then you nurture them. And then I have to say a majority is like a good percentage of them stay on your list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the the big part too, is like if somebody signs up for the summit and the way I like to look at it in terms of like using it as a lead generation driver for like nurturing the people who are really excited about the summit, even if there's no live components, you're still emailing them every day about the summit. You're still maybe emailing them twice a day for the summit when it's happening. So you're being top of mind, you're engaging, you're nurturing, they're getting more familiar with you. And they're probably getting whatever you included in the summit, watching your presentation, if you do your own presentation as a speaker yourself. And which you should. Yes. (laughs) And then, but you compare that. So they're spending maybe three days, maybe five days with you, like, I don't want to say like right in their face, but you basically are, you're, you're on top of mind versus hosting a free webinar where you spend an hour with them. I mean, it's just, there's a huge difference between how hosting a summit can nurture an audience versus a free webinar. That's a one hour thing. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. What else can we say? I want to point out that, like not point out, but I want to sort of like re-announce Tara and I are working on a project or will be working on a project at the time of this recording, but we're actually going to have, I'm not going to spill the beans, but we're going to have some type of a class, a master class training on how to create your own summit. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I want more. I want more summits. I know people are saying like, oh, there's so many happening now, but that just I'm excited about that. I love attending summits. I think they're so amazing. And I love that so many more people are interested in in hosting their own because it's it's so rewarding. And mm-hmm. I I personally think it's a good idea to maybe be a speaker in a couple yes. summits first. Do you agree with that? Just to see how yes. everything's run as a speaker, to see how the host kind of communicates with you. And it'll give you ideas on how to make sure that the process is smooth for your speakers too, when you do decide to create a summit. Exactly. And I think too, you could even do guest podcasting, like be a guest on a new podcast before the event, right? Before you jump into attending or being a presenter at a summit, you could also do be a guest on a couple of podcast episodes to get you kind of used to that that whole like working with someone vibe. And I think that 
that's a stepping stone to being a presenter in a summit. Like you actually, your summit was the first time I was presenting in a summit. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now two summits later, an event and everything. And yeah. (laughs) And look at us now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It was, I think it was, and there's some great Facebook groups that you can look for speakers. And that's how I found you. I'm like, I saw your post and then I filled out the form and you said yes. And here we are. The, the rest is history. And that's just a, something that you were talking about earlier, but the, the connections and the collaboration with, mm-hmm. with not just the attendees, but also the, the speakers. Like, yeah. yeah, we've connected and we're doing all these amazing things together, exactly. like this joint podcast episodes and the upcoming workshop secret I know happening and <laughs> top secret top secret which we'll be announcing soon enough yeah I mean we're it's top secret now because we're recording this like really early it's <laughs> like February 27th when we're recording this but in a month from now maybe the beans will be out of the bag or maybe not I don't know we'll see yeah we that- we both like to to work ahead and batch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. We'll probably plan our next podcast episode recording after this. <laughs> well, that was good. I think, did you, was there anything you wanted to add to that? I guess I could also talk about my summit. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about your summit because I think it's amazing. Okay. I, the first I know. one was incredible and I can't wait for the second one. <laughs> awesome. And so it's funny because what Tara and I, Tara's amazing strategist and she, I hired her to do a business strategy for me. And when we were talking, I said to her, I want you to be on my summit. And she said, I want you to be on mine. And because, you know, we're cool like that. And and then we we had booked the, the same dates and we're like, oh no. <laughs> like, I'm glad we discovered that, that when we did before we like both started picking Right. I know. And so Tara, you were kind enough to change the dates for yours. And so here we are like promoting this episode is airing during the spank in the middle of your summit. And then mine is at the end of the month. So it's April 24 to 27. It's called Build Your Beautiful Business Online Summit. It's the second round. I'm so excited. And basically, it's a, a summit to help you build and grow your business. And I have such incredible experts that are going to come to the table and help you discover the pieces your plan is missing to build and grow your dream business with simplicity and ease. I think simplicity is like a huge theme, but I've already interviewed like a dozen speakers and a lot of talk about, you know, authenticity and creating authority online and and showing up in ways that feels aligned with us. Audio summits, like I have such great speakers and more to come that I'm, I need to interview still. But the caliber of speakers is out of this world. It's like 10, 10, 10. <laughs> yeah. And, and you create such a, I feel like you're the speakers that you select. It's like, it, it feels a lot like you've curated a community in the Facebook group during Mm -hmm. the summit, it feels like really welcoming and really engaging. Whereas Mm -hmm. I don't think all summits have that kind of environment necessarily. And I mean, I I love that it, maybe it's just because of, of my personality too. Like I love the friendly, welcoming kind of. The like camaraderie. Camaraderie. I've lost the word. (laughs) Is that camaraderie? Camaraderie? How do you say it, Tara? I have no idea. (laughs) Come on, come on. Camaraderie? Camaraderie? Camaraderie. 
camaraderie, I think. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Awesome. So, yeah. So please join Tara's Summit and please join mine. We'll include the links in the show notes for sure. <sighs> does um, that end our, does that uh, conclude our, our episode today, Tara, our coffee chats at 4 p.m. in the afternoon? Yeah. Actually, it's fine now. <laughs> At yeah. the time of this recording. It's time for dinner chats now. <laughs> mm. I'm still drinking my coffee, but I have to go bake bacon now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I think that was amazing. And I, I I'm I'm excited. I love I love summits and I want to see more created. So I know, I know. So if you have any questions about hosting your own summit or just telling us, tell, come and tell us if we inspired you to host your own summit or to be a speaker in a summit or be a guest on podcast, whatever that looks like for you, come and find us and let us know. We want to know from, we want to hear from you. Yay. And we will talk to you next month for our next coffee chat episode. Yeah. We haven't decided what it's going to be about. Oh yes, we have. Okay. (laughs) I think we, I think we have, but stay tuned. Amazing. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.